Hello everyone. Welcome to this episode of Laurel's Legacies, a podcast about Laurel County, Kentucky's history, highlighting its people, places, and events. I'm your host, Dana Estridge, a former journalist turned historian with a passion for local history. Last month, December 2023, I completed and published a book I'd been working on for several months last year. I titled it Laurel County in the News, The Mountain Echoes Missing Years, January 1906 to June 1907. It contains news articles about Laurel County during that time period from newspapers all over the state and some adjoining states, such as Ohio, Indiana, and Tennessee. Why would I spend months working on such a project? Because the book fills a gap in Laurel County's history for that time period. As a former journalist, as well as a historian and genealogist, I recognize the importance of historic newspapers as a research tool. News articles contain first-hand accounts of history as it happens. But Laurel County newspapers are missing for the time period I covered in the book. Those Mountain Echo issues were destroyed in one of the many fires that plagued the downtown London area in the early 1900s, and the London Sentinel didn't begin publication until mid-June 1907. While there was at least one other newspaper, the London Local, published at that time in Laurel County, no issues of that newspaper are still in existence as far as I've been able to discover. But those three newspapers were far from the only papers published in Laurel County during the late 1800s and early 1900s. Historian and newspaper editor and publisher Russell Dyke mentioned several other Laurel County newspapers in the Diamond Jubilee issue of the Sentinel Echo. Those other newspapers included The Examiner, 1880, The Leader, 1886, The Kentuckian, 1897, The Mountain Democrat, 1900, the Laurel County Local, 1905, The London Democrat, 1908, The Laurel County Sun, 1922, and The Weekly News, 1938. There were also a few literary publications, like The Rising Star, published in 1877 by the London Literary Society, The Youngster, in 1888, and Our Poets' Journal, in 1881. I do know that the Laurel County Sun, 1922-1926, is available on microfilm, but I haven't yet found any copies of those other Laurel County newspapers available anywhere. While I was researching news articles for my book, however, I found several articles from the London Local reprinted in other newspapers. I had a similar experience a few years ago while researching another topic. I came across several articles reprinted from the London Kentuckian newspaper, which at that time I had never heard of. After finding so many references to the London Kentuckian, I decided to do a bit more research into that newspaper. My research yielded more than 50 articles which were either originally published in the London Kentuckian and reprinted in other newspapers, or which contained information about the newspaper itself and the owners, publishers, editors, typesetters, and others connected with the paper. I discovered that the London Kentuckian was a twice-weekly newspaper published from November 1897 to February 1901. It was described as a democratic paper, meaning it espoused the views of the National Democratic Political Party and endorsed the party's candidates and platform. It's interesting to note that Laurel County at that time, and still today, has a largely Republican population. 
I also found quite a lot of information about the men who were involved in the publication of the London Kentuckian. Sorry to disappoint my women listeners, but I didn't find any mention of women who were involved with the paper other than the wives of some of the men who worked on the publication. But I think some of those men associated with the London Kentuckian merit recognition, so I'm going to tell you about them in this episode. Let's begin with Charles W. Kellogg, who founded the London Kentuckian in November 1897. He was born on September 23, 1867, in West Milton, Miami County, Ohio. He was the son of Edward Payson Kellogg and Anna Marie Nishwitz Kellogg, and he was the fifth of eight children. At age 18, Charles Kellogg became a member of the Sons of Veterans of the Grand Army of the Republic, which was the Union Army. He qualified for membership because his father was a third sergeant in Company D, 147th Regiment, Ohio Volunteer Infantry of the Union Army during the Civil War. Known today as the Sons of Union Veterans of the Civil War, it's a fraternal organization founded in 1881 and dedicated to preserving the history and legacy of heroes who fought and worked to save the Union. By April 1889, at age 21, Kellogg was editor of the Corporal's Guard, the newspaper of the Akron, Ohio Camp 27 chapter of the organization. He was living in Troy, Miami County, Ohio at that time. On July 10, 1891, Kellogg enlisted in the Ohio National Guard, Company G, Robinson Guard, based in Kenton, Ohio. Just over three years later, Kellogg married Margaret Almira Twitchell on December 27, 1894, at Margaret's home in Wisconsin. The couple moved to London, Kentucky shortly after their marriage, and Kellogg took a job as typesetter for the Mountain Echo newspaper. According to Laurel County historian Russell Dyke, who was also associated with the Mountain Echo, Kellogg was, quote, one of the best printers ever in London, end quote. While working on the Mountain Echo in 1895, Kellogg wrote a book called Glimpses of London and Her People. The booklet provided information about prominent citizens and businesses in London at that time. On September 30, 1895, Charles and Margaret Kellogg welcomed a daughter, Lottie Marvel Kellogg, into their home. Just over two years later, on December 27, 1897, a son, Horace Edward Kellogg, joined the family. A month before he was born, Kellogg left the Mountain Echo to start the London Kentuckian. But in May 1898, only six months later, Kellogg had apparently sold his interest in the London Kentuckian to his business partner, Nathaniel Sewell, Jr., and Kellogg was again setting type for the Mountain Echo. Kellogg was also interested in other newspapers in London and Corbin, and by June 3, 1898, Kellogg had taken charge of the Corbin News. But his stint at the Corbin News didn't last that long either. By April 1900, Kellogg and his family were living in Columbus, Ohio, where he was working as a typesetter for a newspaper there. On November 11, 1901, Charles W. Kellogg died in Columbus, Ohio, and was buried in Greenlawn Cemetery. He was only 34 years old. Kellogg's business partner in the London Kentuckian, Nathaniel Burton Sewell, Jr., was born February 17, 1878, in a log cabin in Laurel County, Kentucky. He was the son of Charles Sewell and Lucinda Mullins Sewell. 
Since his father's name was Charles, not Nathaniel, you might be wondering why Sewell had the junior suffix added to his name. From colonial times through the early 1900s, the suffixes junior and senior were not considered part of a person's actual name. Those two terms were often used only to identify two persons of the same names, whether or not they were relatives. In this case, Sewell's paternal grandfather was also named Nathaniel Sewell, so the younger man used the junior designation after his name. Sewell began writing at a young age, and by the time he was 20 years old, he had already written and published numerous poems and short stories. He was also the editor at the London Kentuckian. He married Mattie Reed on February 16, 1918, in Jefferson County, Kentucky, where Mattie was born and raised. The couple had one daughter, Anne Reed Sewell, born on January 21, 1921, in London. Unfortunately, Maddie died on May 30, 1924, after almost a year of battling cancer, and Sewell raised their daughter by himself, choosing not to marry again. Sewell was well-educated. He graduated from Sue Bennett College in London, National Normal University in Lebanon, Ohio, and Yale University in New Haven, Connecticut. In addition to being in the newspaper business, he was also a coal mine operator, a real estate dealer, and a school teacher at different times in his life. He was also admitted to the bar in 1913, but he never practiced law. Sewell taught at district schools in Laurel County and at Subinet College. He served as a delegate to the 1912 Democratic National Convention. Sewell was the Democratic candidate for U.S. Representative of the 11th District in 1914, 1926, and 1929, but he was defeated each time. He sought the nomination as a candidate for Kentucky governor in 1935, but withdrew before the primary. Sewell served as the Kentucky State Inspector and Examiner, also known as Director of Final Audits, under three governors. Sewell died on August 23, 1942, and was buried in the A.R. Dyke Memorial Park in London. When Sewell left his position as editor of the London Kentuckian in 1898 in order to pursue his education, he leased the paper to George Ham. Ham was born on April 4, 1875, in Germany. By August 16, 1898, he was the manager of the London Kentuckian, although he was probably employed by the newspaper before that. George Ham married Mary C. Lees in late September 1898. She was born on November 30, 1879, in Germany. Their oldest son, William, was born on January 26, 1900, in London. Unfortunately, George Ham died of typhoid fever on August 23, 1900. He was only 25 years old. He was buried in the A.R. Dyke Memorial Park in London. At the time of his death, his wife Mary was expecting their second son, George Emil Ham, who would be born on February 25, 1901. After her husband's death, Mary Ham and her young son, William, moved in with her mother, Madeline Lees, who also lived in London. The Ham's youngest son, George Emil Ham, died in 1969. Mary Ham died three years later, on July 22, 1972. The oldest son, William Ham, died in 1986. The entire family is buried in the A.R. Dyke Memorial Park. When Sewell leased the London, Kentucky, into George Ham in August 1898, Presley Reed Phillips, commonly known as P.R. Phillips, took over the editorial management of the newspaper. 
Phillips was a Laurel County native, born here on August 20, 1857. He was the second of four children, born to John Preston Phillips and Margaret Wyatt Phillips. He also had nine half-siblings from his father's first marriage to Emily Jane Ferris, who died in 1851. In 1870, the Phillips family was living in Clay County, Kentucky, and 13-year-old Presley was a farm laborer. By 1879, he was back in Laurel County and was working as a school examiner for the Laurel County Schools. Phillips married Margaret Lee Thompson about 1882. She was born on September 2, 1865, in Illinois. They had two children, both sons, Harry Reed Phillips, born in 1883, and Elmer Cosby Phillips, born in 1886. Phillips and his wife divorced sometime before 1905, and she and their son Elmer moved to Tampa, Florida, where Elmer got a job with the Corral and Wadiska Cigar Company. Their older son, Harry, moved to Minneapolis, Minnesota, where he worked for Thompson Lumber Company. The company may have been connected with his mother's family, but I haven't done any further research on that possibility. Margaret and Pierre Phillips' son, Elmer, died in 1922 of pneumonia. Margaret Phillips died on June 10, 1933, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, at the home of her son, Harry. Her obituary listed her home as Tampa, Florida, so she may have died while on a visit to Minneapolis. She was 67 years old. Presley Reed Phillips died six years later on March 30, 1939, in London, Kentucky, after battling pneumonia for three weeks. Although his obituary states that he was 78 years old, according to my research, he was 81 years old at the time of his death. The discrepancy is due to his birth date being reported as 1861 on his death certificate. The information was provided by an unnamed informant. But I found his birth date, August 20, 1857, recorded in an official Laurel County Vital Statistics ledger, so I believe that his age on his death certificate is wrong. I was unable to locate his burial place. After George Ham leased the London Kentuckian, he hired L. Covert as editor in March 1899. Unfortunately, the only other information I was able to find about Covert was that before he came to the London Kentuckian, he worked with H.T. Beatty in publishing the Mountain Voice newspaper at Beattyville, Kentucky in March 1898. Before that, in October 1897, he succeeded W.F. Schooler as editor of the Moorhead Advocate in Moorhead, Kentucky. When Ham leased the London Kentuckian from Nathaniel Sewell in January 1900, his business partner was Alexander Wake Huggins, commonly known as A.W. Huggins. Before Huggins became involved with the London Kentuckian, he was foreman of the printing operation at the Mount Necco in London in 1891 and perhaps earlier. Huggins was born in February 1852 in Nicholasville, Jessamine County, Kentucky. He was the third of four children born to William H. Huggins and Sarah A. Wake. William was a deputy sheriff in Nicholasville. A.W. Huggins married Mary Ellen English on May 28, 1879 in Nicholasville, Jessamine County, Kentucky. They had one son, Thomas Wake Huggins, born in 1881. The couple must have divorced before or soon after he came to London in 1891 because on December 30, 1891, Huggins married Martha M. Mahan in London. By November 1892, Huggins was working at the Mount Vernon Signal in Mount Vernon. 
On November 9, 1892, Martha gave birth to a son whom they named William Lee Huggins. The couple would have three more children between 1895 and 1900. In May 1893, Huggins went back to work at the Mount Echo as foreman of the printing operation. By November of 1895, he was the editor of the Pineville Messenger in Pineville, Kentucky. He had worked as a typesetter at the Pineville Messenger several years earlier, but I couldn't find specific dates for when he was there. In September 1897, Huggins took the job as editor and business manager of the Bell County Citizen, a new newspaper in Pineville. By January 1900, he was back in London, this time associated with the London Kentuckian. After George Ham's untimely death in August 1900 at age 25, Nathaniel Sewell sued to regain control of the newspaper. Huggins severed his connection with the London Kentuckian in January 1901 and apparently gave up the newspaper business. Two months later, in March 1901, Huggins secured the right-of-way to build a telephone line from London to Manchester and organized a company for that purpose. Once the line was completed from London to Manchester, he intended to run it to Hyden and then to Hazard. In October 1901, John Woodward of the Lilly and Boring Telephone Company completed the telephone line from London to Manchester, but I was unable to find information on whether this was the same company Huggins was involved with. Huggins and his family continued to live in London through the early part of 1904 at least. Unfortunately, Martha Mahan Huggins became ill with malarial fever during the fourth week of March 1903. It was an illness that would linger for months. She eventually died of the disease on January 17, 1904 in London, leaving A.W. Huggins with four children under the age of 12 to care for on his own. Huggins left London sometime after his wife died. By 1910, he and one of his sons, Henry, were living in Louisville, Kentucky. Huggins died there on April 30, 1910, of heart disease, and is buried in Eastern Cemetery in Louisville. When Huggins left the London, Kentucky in January 1901, S.H. Rosenthal purchased the paper and became editor and publisher. Rosenthal is a mystery man. I was unable to find any additional information about him, not even his first and middle names. It's uncertain whether he was still associated with the London Kentuckian when it ceased publication, but his name was the last one I found associated with the paper before it went out of business in February 1901. It's also uncertain when John Pearl was associated with the London Kentuckian, or even if he actually was. The only mention of his involvement I found was an April 1902 article in the Interior Journal which said Pearl was an editor and typesetter for the London Kentuckian. However, the article appeared 14 months after the London Kentuckian had gone out of business. In June 1902, John Pearl was setting type for the London Democrat, so that may have actually been the newspaper the Interior Journal was referring to in the article. But that doesn't mean John Pearl wasn't involved with the London Kentuckian at some point. As you may have noticed, typesetters and editors seem to frequently switch between one local newspaper and another, so I want to include information about John Pearl here, especially since he was involved in several other newspapers, including at least three published in London. John Pearl was born on December 18, 1860 in Laurel County. He was the son of George Granville Pearl and Martha Elizabeth Adams Pearl. One of his ancestors, another John Pearl, was an early pioneer of Laurel County. 
On March 23, 1884, he married Lula Ann Pullins of Paint Lick, Kentucky, and the couple had either seven or eight children. In 1899, John Pearl served on the Election Commission in Laurel County. He was also serving as a news correspondent of the Interior Journal at Stanford, Kentucky, during that time. In 1901, Governor Beckham appointed Pearl as a magistrate in Laurel County to fill a vacancy. Pearl also had a long career in newspapers. He established several newspapers, bought and sold newspapers, and worked for other people who owned newspapers, all in eastern Kentucky. Pearl worked with newspapers in Whitesburg, Pikeville, London, Stanford, Berea, and Pineville, where he spent the last 25 years of his career as foreman of the Sun Publishing Company. Some of the newspapers he was involved with were the Laurel County Local, the London Democrat, the Pineville Sun, the Berea News, the Interior Journal, the Lincoln Democrat, the Mountain Democrat, the name of which was changed in 1905 to the Laurel County News, and possibly the London Kentuckian. In July 1910, Pearl retired from working on newspapers and opened a general merchandise store in London. But the call of the newspaper business was too strong, and Pearl went to work at the Pineville Sun, running their printing plant. John Pearl died on March 26, 1933, in Pineville, Kentucky. He was buried in the Pineville Cemetery. So there you have it, the somewhat disjointed history of another Laurel County newspaper, the London Kentuckian, and some of the people associated with its short life. I hope you've enjoyed learning about this long-forgotten publication. I certainly enjoyed researching and writing about it. This is a perfect example of the little-known local history I most enjoy bringing to light. Plus, as a former newspaper reporter and editor myself, I have a certain fondness for small-town newspapers. And just for you, my loyal listeners, I have another bit of little-known local history. In the early 1990s, I was a news reporter and photojournalist for the Pineville Sun, one of the newspapers John Pearl was associated with. I was in good company and didn't even know it. Well, that's all I have for you this week. Be sure to tune in again next Thursday for another interesting story from Laurel County's past. Next month, February, is Black History Month, so I will be highlighting some of the African Americans from Laurel County who have made an impact on the county, the state, and beyond. So be sure to tune in for that. Now before I go, if you're interested in my book, Laurel County in the News, The Mountain Echoes, Missing Years, January 1906 to June 1907, it will soon be available for sale at the Laurel County Historical Society and the Laurel County History Museum and Genealogy Center, both located in London. It will also be on the shelves of both research facilities, as well as in the Kentucky Room at the Laurel County Public Library sometime in February, so you can take a look at it there even if you aren't interested in owning a copy. You can visit my website at www.dcestridge.com for details and updates. If you're enjoying these episodes about Laurel County history, please tell your friends about this little podcast and ask them to check it out. I appreciate it. And maybe they will, too. Until next time, I'm your host, Dana Estridge. Thanks for stopping by. Mm -hmm.